0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: It's Tom Donaldson here on the Donaldson files. And we have a old guest, <laughs> an old friend of ours, returning back from the dead, it appears. Uh, Coco, welcome back. Coco? I guess she's, well, Coco is on the line somewhere. Uh, we will. Uh, so hopefully she can be, you know, we can get her back. Uh, but uh, like I say, we she will be back. Like I say, she's on the line. We may have a little trouble here. We'll get it straighten up, which she'll be right. Um, she'll be calling right back in here soon. But. We do have a pretty good show here tonight. What we're going to do is both of us are going to give us a reason to elect the people we that we have probably already voted for. Uh, then we we'll have a quiet discussion. Then we're going to move on to other things. So, uh, uh, Coco. I. The second there, we lost you, or did I yeah. lose you?
2: No, I think you lost me, but I'm back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's great to have you back. Uh, Thank
3: you've you. You've had quite
1: an adventure. So let me see. Um, you've passed yeah. the kidney stone.
3: You well, passed the okay. Kidney stone. So. Well, I'll
2: tell you guys the whole story and how everything came about. You know, I wasn't really feeling well really early beginning October. And I was kind of freaking out because I had every single symptom of COVID. And so by day five, I wasn't getting any better. And I was like, okay, I got to I got to call my doctor. I got to see what's going on. And... So the doctor immediately was like, you know, go get the COVID test. So um, I had my boyfriend drive me down. We went to CVS. We did the test. Um, honestly, it wasn't painful. You know, all you got to do is stick a swab up your nose and uh, you wait for the results. Like, so I had to wait a couple days. And I obviously still wasn't feeling better. And I was like, okay, well, what is going on? I have a fever. I am, you know, I'm coughing. I have like horrible asthma, Um, you know, I had the chills, so, you know, um, so I get my COVID test back resolved, and I don't have COVID, so I'm thinking, okay, well, it must be a stomach flu or something close to that. Three days later, now, this is like October 13th, something around there, and I am having horrible pains. Like I am, I'm on the floor of my bathroom floor and I'm, I'm like crying because of the pain and like, I didn't know what to do. So um, I go to my, I call my doctor again and they basically, they had uh, prescribed me some, like pain pills and, you know, they still didn't know what was going on. Well, I ended up, passing a kidney stone, which is honestly the worst pain I have been in, in my life. Um, it's not fun. I was just a complete, complete mess. And, you know, I thought it was over. I thought, okay, great. And by the way, when you're on kid, when you have kidney stones, um, I never knew about this, but I can't have too much greens because that's what actually causes a kidney stone. If you have too much iron in you, um, such as, like, if you eat, like, a lot of spinach and you, if you just eat, all you eat is vegetables, like, you're most likely to develop a kidney stone. So, um, and that's what I've been doing. I've been eating a lot of spinach and a lot of, like, nuts and fruits. So, um, that was actually the main cause of it was the oxalate, which is, um, it has like in, in like veggies. It's like, it's like a, it's like a plant in veggies. So, um, that's what causes uh, a kidney stone. So a couple of days later, I'm like, okay, I'm still in pain and my pain is getting worse. Um, the doctor thought, you know, well, there might be a, there might be a second kidney stone coming and I'm like thinking to myself, holy crap, are you kidding because at this point, I, I mean, I was in so much pain. Um, the pain pills that they had prescribed me were just not working. And these were strong meds. These weren't like, you know, over-the-counter type, you know, these were real strong prescription medications. And they weren't like doing me anything. And at this point, I basically had been in bed for like, like and a half like, not getting up, and so then, finally, uh, the next day, the pain was just, like, so intense that I actually decided to go to urgent care, which is something I'm not crazy about, especially during COVID, so um, I go I go there, and I get, like, all these tests done, um, not fun, and it turned out that um, women so- who have kidney stones they generally will contract like a really bad UTI afterwards because of just so much of the fluids. And, you know, when when you have kidney stones, by the way, um, I was drinking about 1.8 quarts of water as well as three Gatorades and like half a bottle of cranberry juice a day just to like flush everything out. And so, um, Again, they actually, gave, at that point, they had given me a shot of morphine because the pain was so bad. And on top of that, they had given me, like, muscle relaxers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was, I was quite um, out of it for those. It, it, it wasn't until maybe, like, a day and a half ago, two days ago, I actually started feeling better and feeling like myself again. So I've basically been sick off and on for the um, two and a half weeks. And not to mention, you know, when you're on bed rest for so long, like two weeks, two and a half weeks, you know, your body also suffers because, like, I literally woke up with, like, the worst, like, it almost felt like I, uh, I sprained my back muscles. And I guess it's because since I was I was just on bed rest for those two weeks that I wasn't really moving around. Mm. So now I'm just like concentrated on um, healing my back. But um, so yeah, yes,
1: yeah. No, no. I was just say that sounds. uh, Yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking when you're in bed all the time. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, you know, your back. It
2: really, and... it really messes your back up, and it was to the point where, like, I mean, I had already taken all my muscle relaxes, so I, I'm just like, I was just popping Tylenol like three, four times a day, you know, just to get some relief. Um, I will yeah. say, I did end up watching a lot of movies, Tom. Oh, In those good. two weeks, <laughs> I yeah. think I think it was like I was watching four or five movies a day, or it was probably more. Um. But, yeah, if you feel like, I mean, from what, what the nurse uh, described to me about kidney stones, it's like, she's had five daughters, like, all natural births, and she was telling me that's nothing compared to passing a kidney stone. And it was big. Yeah. I got to tell you, like, my kidney stone wasn't, like, small. It was, it was, and it was weird, because, like, if you look at kidney stones, um, yeah. mine was, like, jagged. It had, like, jagged edges, so... Can you imagine peeing something like that? Peeing a rock?
1: Is basically sure. what yeah, you're I, doing. No, I'm not sure, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not sure that would be, yes yeah, something uh I could uh imagine. But I Well, I mean, the
2: fun, the funny thing, Tom, the funny thing they told me, you you want to know the number one way to get rid of a kidney stone? How's that? A roller coaster. Going on going on a roller coaster
3: hmm.
2: because the movement of your body, it it somehow I, I don't know but they said like seventy two percent of the time which is a high percentage um, going on a roller coaster if you have a, if you're if you're trying to pass a kidney stone if you go on a roller coaster you're most likely will pass it that day but I think the worst part is you know I mean and I was really glad I like for a while we were scared like oh my god what if I have COVID you know, like, that really freaked me out. Like, I, I was I was a total mess. I mean, it's good to know that, like, I figured out what it was, because yeah. it, it could have been so many other things, and you're just, like, especially now. I mean, like, I, I would not go to urgent care for anything else unless I was, like, in yeah. agonizing pain. I mean, I was on the floor half the time. Like, I passed out on the floor because of the pain, you know? And it's hmm. not, like, yeah. It it's it's a really difficult thing to do to pass it because you know you know what it is but now you just have to wait to pass it and meanwhile it, you're in this like incredible numbing state of just pain yeah. and like nothing will work to mm. me it was like was really horrible i mean i i never want to and the thing is like do get them like this isn't my first time having them, but it was like the worst. Yeah.
1: All right. Like I say, well, this Tom Donaldson. Coco Konsky is returned back to the show uh, here on the Donaldson Files, the Bachelor News Radio Network. We'll be right back. We'll have a little bit more of the adventures of Coco in the Stone. God, that make a pretty good plot for a movie, Coco in oh, the Stone. God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're going to. And then we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Coco is going to give her reasons why. Have you voted yet? Yeah, of course I voted. I voted when I
2: was in kidney stones, dude. I, I I got my ballot. I voted. Right. I voted super early because they're saying that a lot of now are not going to count. You have like up until like I guess today or tomorrow, but they're not going to really count the votes. They're doing. They're doing. I don't know what it was, but so I.
1: I voted like about a week ago. Uh that well like I so said, you'll get a chance to talk about why you voted for who you voted for. I'll talk about who okay. who I voted for 'cause and then we're gonna well, have a you know, kind who of you a quick. Voted for. Yeah, we I'm I'm gonna guess. Uh, I know you yeah, so so the real mystery is who you voted for. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I think
1: everybody knows who I voted for. Yeah. So this is Tom Donson, Coco Karski here the Donson Piles will be right back.
0: This is Dr. Larry Fidoa, host of the Dr. Larry Show on the Bachelor News Radio Network, inviting you to listen live every Wednesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time at blogtalkradio.com, and the podcast every Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at the thebachelornews.airtime.pro. I am called the philosopher of current events, an independent, open-minded, conservative with my own ideas. If you are interested in advertising or having your own show, email us at labachelor40 at gmail.com.
1: And the Locker Talk with Barry Bonds. Barry's where you can hear about the NFL stars of tomorrow today. Listen to Barry every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at blocktalkradio.com. Slash LA Bachelor and the podcast every day from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with back-to-back episodes at the Bachelor News Airtime Pro. To having your own show or advertising, email us at la Bachelor Forty at Gmail dot com. Listen and stay informed. Also, you can listen to this show on the Bachelor News Airtime Pro 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. every day. Eastern Standard Time or midnight, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Here on the Bachelor News Radio Network, call in six four six nine two nine zero one three zero if you want to join in today's conversation. Again, call in six four six nine two nine zero one three zero. All right, before we uh, yeah before we go uh, here. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I had this. You know here's the thing. I had this all ready to go, but we do have some stories I do want to talk about later. Raccoons break into Redwood, a Redwood City bank, caught with paws in the cookie jar. <clears throat> or this one. This is my favorite, and we're going to talk about this you know, near the end of the show. But remind me, Whole mail Foods is giving away bacon-scented Face masks. Wait what? Bacon scented face
2: mask. Why the hell would anybody want that?
1: Because you can have the smell of bacon everywhere you go with your mask that on. That
2: would just make me hungry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well I'm just letting you know it's right now wholemail food is given away bacon scented face mask.
2: No thank you. So,
1: so I, I just thought, you know, you know that you can I, now get... I don't understand get... why
2: anybody would want that, though. It's like, first of all, like, I love bacon, but no. Why would I want to smell like bacon or even have the scent of bacon? Like, don't you think the chemicals in there w- would affect your breathing, though? It's, You know? I mean, you don't know what chemicals they did to make it smell like bacon.
1: Well, actually, I didn't even think about the chemicals as it was, but uh, yeah. I mean,
2: obviously just, that's chemicals to make you smell like a certain like kind of like yeah. perfume. It's like, it's not good for you. I wouldn't think that's good for your health. Like, what if someone who's like asthmatic and, you know, that that's just dumb in general. I'm sorry. But, you know,
4: just yeah. me thinking
2: about like how they made that smell like bacon um, probably can't be too good for you, especially if like all you're breathing is that mask.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying. I'm just reporting the news. Home has now got a bacon flavor mask for people. So, just in case you wanted it, it's now available. And you can take the smell of bacon wherever you go. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, now. uh, Okay, so I'm going to let you go first because it's ladies first. uh, Uh Tell us who you... Tell us who you voted for and why, Well, and why you know, people should follow your advice if they haven't voted yet.
2: I'm not telling people to follow my advice. You know what? You're going to vote for who you're going to vote for, and it is what it is. And um, for me, I this is a first for me. I voted everything Democrat, um, something that I haven't done before. Um, and there was actually a good website that someone – told me about and I don't remember the name, but um, because when you're in the ballot, you know you're not going to know you know your representatives or you know just, just just regular people running you know who what 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 are they going to vote for? what are their interests? and this web told you um, how they vote. so you weren't just randomly picking some guy that said he was a principal or some other guy that said he was like a volunteer or, you know, you knew, you knew what exactly their policies aligned with. So I found that site really helpful. Um, I'm going to try to get the name of it before the end of the show. So if you guys haven't voted yet, you should, or I think early voting is like super important right now. Absolutely. Um, And I mean, obviously I voted for Biden and Kamala, um, I did laugh at the Kanye West because I opened my ballot and it goes Kanye West Vice President. And I'm like, Nope. Um and then I found this other guy. I uh, I guess he's running for the Libertarian Party, Howie something. Do you know who I'm talking about? Tom. Um the guy's name's Howie and he uh I guess he's running for libertarian. Um yeah. with uh Joe Gorgison. I can't pronounce
1: yeah, it can't pronounce Yeah, her name. yeah Joe Jorgensen Joe Gorgison is the Yeah, who
2: who's who's the main guy running? Do you know? Howie
1: Well, she, she is the she's the one running for president.
2: No, it's the other guy. Well, Howie
1: Let me see. Here. Well, this was right here. It's Joe Jorgensen for president libertarian. Okay. Well, I'm their...
2: thinking Green Party. Am I thinking Green Party right now?
1: I don't know. Let me look is, this up. Is right that now. who I'm
2: thinking? Howie Dokin or something? Darkin. I can't pronounce his name either. Um. Anyways, I never no. heard for him before, but apparently a lot of libertarians and Green Party people and a lot of like Bernie Bros. That's who they're voting for. And mm. um, there's one guy, um, on Twitter, and I or whatever.
1: Yeah, green. Yeah, Green um, Party. Howard Hawkins. Green Party. Howard
2: Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. Howie Hawkins. It, I just thought that was like a really weird name. Um, yeah. so that's what caught my mind. So like, you know, other, everyone on Twitter is like voting for like a lot of the, the Green Party, you know, um, and it, it's, it's, it's funny. Someone wrote, well, Kamala did what the Green Party could never accomplish, you know, actually get elected. And I laughed at that because it's so true. Um, I voted for, I actually found a friend of mine um, who is actually running for for, uh, for um, oh my god he's running for one of the courts and uh, obviously I voted for him because he is a friend of mine <laughs> so you know, I guess friends vote for friends and he's a good guy you know, he li- he aligns with my, my political beliefs so um, doing that You know, um, the ballot was pretty easy to fill out, honestly, the mail ballot. I prefer that, actually, just because uh, especially like I was me being sick. I wasn't going to risk myself again and go out in public and 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 do the voting thing. So I was really happy that I could do it from home. And literally, I just dropped it in my mail slot. Like, literally, I just had to walk down the stairs to drop it off. It was super easy for me. So that's how I voted. Um, I like Biden. I, I've always liked him. Um, he's not Warren. He's not, you know, um, Bernie. He's someone someone that I can align my political beliefs with. Um, you know, he's also had a numerous amount of Republicans actually support him, uh, like McCain's, um A lot of libertarians have supported him as well. So that's who, that's who um, my number one issue was women's rights to choose. And I had to go for him that, that, that was who I wanted. And, you know, there was a time where I would have voted for, you know, Warren or, you know, I don't even want to say Bernie because I probably would not have voted for Bernie. Um, But, you know, he aligned with my interests and, I like his messages. I like, I've actually, I've donated quite a bit to him this last couple months, you know, and I've never done that. I've never, I've never actually donated to a candidate before, like not even Hillary. So I think that has an impact on me as well. The fact that I actually donated like money to him, you know, it's something I usually don't do. But I found myself doing it because I actually I believe in him and I believe in his message. And I'm not saying, like, you know, is it going to change like my, you know, is he going to be better than any other president? Probably not. But to me, it's a step in the right direction. And that's why I chose to vote for Biden, because I I voted on, you know, my belief. You know, I'm technically still a registered Republican, which I I've been actually trying to change and apparently uh, every time I try to change it, it just, it doesn't go through. So I'm still a registered Republican. So technically I am a Republican who voted for Biden. Um, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I just love his message. I, you know, I, I think the also thing that also really got me to really go out and volunteer for him and to like vote for him, were like, and I'm not talking about you, Tom, so don't take offense to this, but I saw like some really horrible, tweets from like these conservatives there was a picture of biden and he was kissing his son you know it was a picture and i have that exact same picture with my dad on graduation day and the fact that they were making fun of him for that like it's like what it's not okay like you're not masculine because you embrace your son like this is a man who lost his wife his daughter his son to brain cancer and he's hugging you know the son he has left And you're going to drag him for that. If you're going to drag him, like, you know, if you don't like his policies, drag him for that. But to drag a person who's embracing their own kid is just really juvenile. And, honestly, that's really what made me vote for Biden.
1: Okay. Well, this is Tom Donaldson, uh, Coco Konski here on the Donaldson Files on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I will give you who I voted for. I know you're sitting there waiting with bated breath wondering who I voted for. Uh, I know Coco is sitting there wondering herself. So, but this is Tom Donaldson, Coco Kanske here on the Donaldson Files on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
0: I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. i do not have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old for flu. The media is exaggerated.
5: I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, The flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov.
0: A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
1: Welcome, welcome again back to the Donaldson Files. Tom Donaldson, Coco Konski here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, if you want to voice your opinions tonight, 646 929 1030. 0130. Again, 646 929 0130. Also, the Donaldson Files on the Bachelor News Pro. Listen every day, 3 a.m. 10 a.m. is midnight, 7 a.m. Pacific time here in the Bachelor News Radio Network on bas- Pro. All right. Now I'm going to make my case. And
2: Yes. Well, hey, guys. Um, Voting for Biden um, simply came down to two issues, which was women's rights um, as well as LGBTQ rights. Um, I don't see Trump doing any of that. And even if he said he would, I don't believe him because he is just a total man child. Um, So those were the two major reasons for me.
1: Hi, this is Tom Donaldson. I'm back here. Uh, Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I'm going to apologize. I accidentally did something I normally don't do. I I actually pushed the wrong button and ended up uh, muting myself. But let me, okay, I'll give you the reason why, to me, I voted for Trump. And I'll begin with this particular aspect, and it's And it comes down to this. Number one, if ever – see, I don't view Biden the same way you do. I don't like the guy, and I've learned a lesson over the years. And I view him in this way. If you look – let me put it this way. For several years now, it's been Biden Incorporated. If you ever wanted to see what the swamp – when people talk about the swamp, Joe Biden is the swamp who's used his position of power over the years to enrich his family. And himself. And to sit back and pretend that what we are reading with the Biden Hunter laptop anybody who's been following this family for years would know this is nothing a new story. This is just a cherry on top of the ice cream or the whipped cream on top of the chocolate sundae. What we have witnessed over the years, and this came out among all places during the impeachment process against. Donald Trump and the more we know the more we come to the realization indeed there was something there to investigate uh, the Hunter Biden did in fact profit from a corrupt Ukrainian oil company in which the chief investigator of that company got fired because he literally got fired because the Ukrainians were offered a deal they couldn't refuse namely we'll lose you're going to lose billion dollars of aid if you choose to keep investigating Burisma we know now about the – finding out more and more about China and the connections to China. This is nothing new, but it does detail an issue that comes into play. The second aspect of this is if you most recently the Russian collusion hoax. And I'm going to use the word hoax because we now know that both Barack Obama and Joe Biden knew in the July of 2016 – that much of the steel dossier that was used to get illegal warrants to spy on the Trump campaign, they knew it was fake. They were even briefed to the point that Hillary Clinton may have been responsible for putting the dossier together. These are things to me I can't necessarily forgive because both of these men allowed a lie be perpetrated when they could have easily have stopped it. All they had to do is say after the election, there's no evidence that there was any collusion for the Trump campaign and the Russians, and yet they chose not to do so. That, to me, is an honor of contempt and disdain for both men. During the Obama-Biden administration, you had the IRS scandal. Conservative groups were targeted by the Internal Revenue Service. You had bicycle courts abuses. You had the weaponization of the, of the Justice Department. These are things I've talked about. These are things for the past four years have proven to be true. The other aspect is policy. Now I'm not, and, it's, and again, on the foreign policy side of the equation, under the Biden, Obama Biden administration, We became we were less safe than we are today. View it this way. In two thousand nine Yemen was stable. Two thousand seventeen Yemen had a civil war between the Iranian proxies and Saudi Arabia proxies. Throughout the Middle East, Iranians gained footholds, more footholds in Lebanon, the Gaza Strip, and in Syria. For well, those people, during, during the Obama-Biden administration, the Ukraine basically lost half of their country to Putin's proxy. The irony that comes into play here, it was Donald Trump that sold the defense of weapons to the Ukrainians. And, to, and again, foreign policy matters. Right now we have China is the number one threat to the United States and to the world. We saw that through the – I'm going to use this word – the Wuhan virus, which started with them, in which they misrepresented and lied and allowed a virus to not just escape. We still don't know the origin of that virus. It's still theoretical, contrary to what we believe today. And in the process – and the question to me is, do you have the appeasement of China from the previous administration, or do we look more realistic in China? Under the Trump administration, now the economic side of the equation—you can make an argument. Certainly, the Obama and Biden administration saw a recovery. It was the weakest recovery, but it was a recovery. But maybe the question you may want to ask: In February 2020, those at the bottom, in the first up to that point before the pandemic, income go up faster under the Trump administration than the Obama Biden administration in other words those at the bottom actually did better and maybe to me the last final stretch that that I would say very clearly is this we have had a 50 state experiment dealing with the pandemic a 50 state experiment here you can sit back, and we can compare Republican ideas versus Democratic ideas over a stretch of 50 states. And we can also compare the results of a lockdown, mostly followed by Democrats, versus non-lockdown. And I used the word mostly followed by Republicans, even though they were Republicans who were like Charles Baker out of Massachusetts, who followed along what I would call the more blue restricted economic models. The bottom line is very simple. And, I, and again, and in the, in the data will back me up on this. Less people on a per capita basis or in real terms died. They were less likely to be unemployed, less likely to need unemployment claims. These are all numbers favoring Republicans. So in effect, The average Republican unemployment was 6.3%. Nine out of the top ten states with the lowest unemployment were Republican states. Nine out of ten. The bottom eight out of ten were Democratic states with the highest unemployment. And go back to the point I've just made. The basis, if you trap the basis – you are actually safer in a Republican state than Democratic states. Uh, we also did a study for the foundation uh, under Wilfred Riley, who's done numerous studies on lockdown versus not lockdown states, and his numbers follow the same as my numbers. Namely, all of the things that say, and he even added an extra aspect. If you were, because we also looked at the question, Black and Hispanics, which again, and we found on the average. On a per capita basis and in real terms, Hispanics who lived in red states were less likely to die of COVID than blue states. What I would leave with this audience is very simple. The Trump policy of opening up the economy and in those states which have been opened up have had less unemployment. Considering that in April we were 14, 14.4% on a lockdown, which everybody stated was needed across the board, politically and otherwise, to allow to be overrun. We also knew by doing that we would have high unemployment, which we did, 14.4%. Some 20 million people were out of work. By the time you had the original what was supposed to be 15 days turned into 30 days lockdown. You've seen the creation of 2 million jobs on an average basis. The worst performance in all of that was 660,000 jobs. For those people want to put it in perspective, 660,000 jobs, that represents of the average job creation in the Obama and, yes, even the Trump administration. So we're not even talking. We're not even talking. Average. And we're talking the worst rec- The worst job creation from May to September were 660,000. We averaged 2.2 2 million. 60% of their jobs have recovered. And the question I would ask the people, you've seen the 50-state experiment. You've seen the results there. Which President is going to do a better job of creating economic growth moving forward. And then the final analysis, and I think that's a question that has to be asked because that's a question that can't no longer be ignored because we are now finding through data and studies that there is a downside to the economic side of the equation the increase in suicide, the increase in drug addictions the increase of delayed treatment for diseases, that we will end up killing more people with a lockdown than we would have versus the virus. And my view would be simple. Which president was able to bring some peace, some tranquility in the Middle East? Trump or the the Obama-Biden administration? The answer is self-evident we have seen literally sunni arab states making peace with israel in effect forming an anti-iranian coalition with the israeli egyptian military its back as the backup against any further encroachment of iran allowing the option of the united states to do to allow the and yet the option of the united states not to basically use our own soldiers to do exactly that. Energy independent has given us options we've not had before. The same energy independent policies will be threatened by the Biden-Harris administration. This is the reason I voted. I didn't worry about whether a guy tweets bad or narcissistic. I look at the record that you can see, you can compare, and you can ask yourself, which president will do a better job over the next four years. The record speaks for itself. This is Tom Donaldson with uh, Coco Konski, and Coco will have her response on the other side of this here on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
0: If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, at blogshawkradio.com. And if you missed the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern, and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed.
1: This is Tom Donaldson and Coco Koski, and welcome back to the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. The left, the Life Cafe broadcast for Maximizing Life Family Worship Center, located at 2920 East Market Street in Greensboro, North Carolina. The broadcast features a Bible study like atmosphere while well, taking a laid back approach to learning the word of God. Served with a free continental breakfast. Listen to the broadcast every Saturday evening, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time At the Bastion News.airtime.pro interested in having no show for advertising email us at LA bastard40 at gmail.com listen and stay informed here on the Bastard News Radio network and don't forget on our show, 3 a.m. 10 a.m. every day on the Pro. you got we got about 17, 18 minutes left so if you want to call in, call in at 929-0130. All right. Okay, Coco. Any comments? Yes. Go ahead.
2: No, I mean, listen, I I said what I was going to say, you know, Um, and I said it.
1: Well, let me ask you a question because here's the thing. I I mean, we rarely talk about the accomplishments we've seen in four years. We've... And my question was go back to you. Any
2: compliment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna get into like something I don't believe.
1: Well, let me ask you question. Do you I, not me, believe the that we made...
2: couldn't even like renounce white socialism, or you know, QAnon, which are psychotic people? They're, I'm sorry, the QAnon are psychotic. You know, there, there's no defending them. If you want to be a conservative, okay, fine. The minute you start with the whole QAnon, like JFK Jr. still alive. You know, you lost me, and I, I I just can't.
1: Well, let me ask you. Well, well here's the thing. All right, what's worse, that conspiracy, or believing in a Russian collusion hoax that we now know to be totally false?
2: No, you I mean, don't know look. it's been totally false. I'm sorry. But like you, just, you know, Fox News. Fox News can say what they want to say. You know, I mean, that's cool. Whatever. You know, but to me, it, it he he is just such he's such a man child. Like that, that's what he is. He's either he, you know, he, he storms off. He, you know, he berates, you know, there's no, there's no actual, um, leadership. Um, but I do want to say today I saw an ad for choose or Yeah. Dot, dot, dot co. Um, and it was a great ad. Um, I enjoyed it. I'll send you the link and, um, it's from Van Jones's, uh, organization. And it was actually a really funny ad and I'm kind of bragging cause my boyfriend edited it. So, um, I'm great. Uh, I, I, feel really great about that. Um, it's a really funny ad about voting oh. and why you guys should vote and vote early. um, and it has to do with, like, little evil sock puppets, which I thought were funny. So um, well, first, I got yeah, to see that yeah. today.
1: Right, first of huh? all, I, this one, yeah, I, I do want to swim by Because to say that the Russian collusion is Fox invented, you have five inspector general reports that details you know, the FBI's own performance. We have two congressional reports. We have the vice, of course, which we know that the FBI agent presented false documentation to get false warrants to spy in the campaign. We've got intelligence reports have been released. You've got uh, hearings, you know, the, hear- from the, hear- the hearings have been released where basically you have everybody from under oath, stating in fact, we had, and this is in 2016, 2017, no evidence. Even the Mueller report in all of its attempt to cloud the issue could not find a link. I, I don't. You can no longer make the statement.
2: Yeah, I that. can because I choose to say well, it. Well, you can make the I, statement, but I, I don't, but don't, you got I don't believe he's he I I don't. I do not. I will never believe he's a. You know. Um, well, I, I, I mean, well, well, so as far as to say, like I mean, I I just yeah. think he's a hor- hor- horrendous human being, and I, I would never vote for him. I'd rather cut off my hand well, than ideas. vote for him.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying to me. You can I mean, my could opinion, say that I gave it. Okay, you gave it, but I'm just saying: Are you seriously going to say you got intelligence reports, you've got inspector general's report, you've got vice courts reports to basically meet that? Okay, even if, even if
2: I believed it, Tom, even if I believed it, I still will not vote for him because he refuses to denounce, you know, these terrorist organizations. And yes, they are terrorists. QAnon, you know, white socialism. I mean, the plot to like kidnap the the governor of Michigan. You know, these are QAnon people.
1: No, they are. Okay. Did you okay? Did you, did you see the interviews? Did you see the, video, the social media that these people who kidnapped uh, were to, the kidnapped lot was? They were anarchists who opposed Donald Trump. It's in their own social media.
3: No, they no, don't. No,
1: wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait, wait. Because here's the thing QAnon, I, I mean, I've not yet seen a riot caused by QAnon, but I have seen riots and violence caused by ATIVA people. All over the place. I mean, there's your number one threat. They're the ones in the streets in Seattle. They're the ones in the streets in Portland. They're the ones that went in the streets in Minnesota or in New York. They're the ones that basically destroyed – were part of the destruction of 1,500 buildings in Minneapolis. I mean, I'm not you – know, and, then, and then you have a situation – I mean, the reason why we're not even talking about these people in Michigan is because when the social media got released – We found out they weren't a bunch of white supremacists, which, by the way, Donald Trump has. I read the transcripts of the Charlottesville press conference. It's in there. Listen to that the actual debate where he said twice he denounced it. The only thing he didn't denounce was the Proud Boys, who, by the way, happens to have a black Cuban running their outfit, and who themselves is on the record of denouncing white supremacy. If that's it, And so – I am I'm, I'm sorry, I mean I'm at a point I mean I I'm at this point where if we're going to look at conspiracy theorists uh I don't you know I'm not the the people they're nuts, I so get it. They're nuts, they're like the John Burst Society. But they're not out there in the streets causing riots. Ativa is. They are the ones doing so. Okay, right, go ahead. Hello.
2: Cat. I'm here.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I've said. You, uh, now you did have a discussion. Did you? You had some issues. Did uh, you read uh, uh, recently? dealing with COVID. You want to go ahead and get started on that?
2: Oh yes. Um. So I read. I I forgot where I read the articles. I'm gonna say New York Times because I read them a lot. Um. And there is such a thing as you know, coronavirus fatigue. Um, what that entails is basically if you are have been, you know, working from home, you've been staying home, you've been quarantined like you should. And, you know, when you're in your house, whether it doesn't matter if it's a mansion or like a studio apartment, you know, you're gonna feel kinda of trapped and you're gonna feel kind of, you know, um lazy say the word lazy but I know it's not the correct word um I know for me that has happened you know I just feel kind of like blah most days so um I started researching this actually and I found out there is a thing um a lot of people are experiencing fatigue um and not just like kind of your regular fatigue but more so like like getting out of bed or you know really just becoming more and more tired than normal, which, which I can understand because, you know, before, like you guys, were people were going out and, you know, you know, you would meet for lunch or you would do something active. And a lot of people aren't really getting as active as they should be. Um, I know like some days, like I just don't work out because again, I can get a little lazy or like, even just like, like kind of like cleaning up your your place or whatever, you know, you got you kind of have to do it. Um, but some people are experiencing what it's called like COVID fatigue, you know, getting just really tired, you know. And it kind of makes sense. Like I said, you're you're home, you know, a lot, and you know, there's only so much you can do to try to stay active. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about that.
1: Well you know that makes but here's the thing, that makes sense in this regard. Uh because if you get yourself in a habit of not always being active, you make the point, you know, not getting you know, you maybe you're getting out of the habit of working out. Uh, or you get out of the habit of doing things and you're just at the you're just staying home all the time. Uh, I see that. I mean I do see that. And it's, I mean one of the things I do I mean one of the things I've been able to you know, I try to do is get outside. You know move around and get into strictly for that reason, because there is i i don't know about you, but i you know for a while you know when you know, at the beginning of this I would have that closed in feeling I don't know about you when you when you just feel like you're surrounded by just four walls and you and it it drives you nuts you were you know I, you, you I, I i tend to be a pacer to begin with, and it's you know. And it would be uncommon for me to pace you know, around, the, around the house just to get out. And I understand that. Well, I mean, you know, what about yourself? Because I know you originally were in a small – when this broke out, you were in a much smaller apartment yard right now. You know, how did that – Right. You know, both yeah. I mean, but yeah. So, like I still
2: I – still, I go for walks. Um, I go – I'm going hiking, you know, Um I do that, but I'm away from people. Like, I don't interact with people at all. Um, but, like, yeah, like, some days, like, I see them I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to get up right now, you know? Um, and, like I said, a habit takes, like, what, 30 days to, to break in?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, I, I think I, – because, this, I mean, I agree with that. And I think that so there is that aspect that uh, you, you, know, you bring up that – uh, you know, that you, you bring up. And I do, it does make sense because there's the other aspect. I know a lot of, you know, working from home. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I, I need, I do need human contact. It's, you know, one things well, like
2: I'm not going to go out and risk that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it's like, it's yeah. like, I, I got to tell you something. It's like, you know, uh, uh couple on Facebook, actually, you know, there are these people, it's, it's, it's a Facebook group um, from when I used to live in Virginia, and they were like, all outside in line, um, waiting, you know, to buy some liquor, and nobody had a mask on, and I don't care if it's three or four people in line, like, put your stupid mask on, Jesus, you know, if you have to require in the store, then, you know, I mean yeah it makes sense and i actually i only i only wrote one word i only wrote like one sentence tom and they actually blocked me from that group all i said was wear a mask and Mm -hmm. if people just like went completely apeshit um but yeah like i i that's my whole point like i i just wouldn't like if i'm going out i have a mask on like even when i go hiking i have a mask like it's to me like if if i have asthma if I am a person that has yeah. asthma and I can still wear a mask and breathe fine, then no, nope, there, nobody else should have an excuse not to.
1: Well, let me ask you a question, because here's the: thing. I, when I work out, when I walk I work out, I don't wear a mask. Other than in Pilates, because it's required. But the chances, let's say, if you're outside, the chances, if you're outside hiking, the chances of you uh, getting something, it's slim to zero. I mean, even because the number of people you're going to be close to are going to be, at least I don't know where I'm at. It's,
2: I just didn't I can, know masks were a political um, statement. Yeah. I literally
1: just think it's for health,
2: but apparently that yeah. Facebook group thought it was a political statement or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there is that. Gee, to me, my view of the mask is depends on which studies you want to read. Yeah. You know, I, I, to me, I, to me, it's a marginal benefit. There are places I'll wear it. There are places where I won't wear it because I don't view it. Like for example, if I go outside and run, if I go outside and walk, I'm not going to wear the mask. It's, it's, it's the chances of me getting anything outside is zero. I don't wear a mask in the car. I wear a mask. I will wear a mask. Let's say in the grocery store. I'll wear a mask in the yeah. You know, and you know, until I eat. Part of it is because it's required, and part of it is uh, I figure it might give me a marginal benefit, but beyond that. Uh, you know, I, yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's times and places where it could be appropriate. There's times and places where, quite frankly, I'm not all that sure. You know, like I say, outside, you know, I'm not sure. If, I like to breathe when I walk. I mean, I know, uh, you, I know where you're coming from, but it, to me, I have problems breathing when I work out outside. If I'm running outside, I'm not going to wear the mask because I can't run a mile or a couple miles without being able to breathe. And even in Pilates, I have to take breaks in Pilates to the mask off just so I can – you know, I go in another room. You know, like there's like two different rooms that you can so – Once I go in the empty room, take my mask off, get a breath of air, go back in. But I don't – you know, obviously, uh, you, you – know, I know where you're coming from on this. Uh, so, so what projects are you now working on? Uh If you want to update Well, my project I'm working on
2: right now is trying to get my uh, health better. All right. That's what I'm doing. Um, And and
1: how's that? Are you feeling better now? Yeah. You sound better.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you heard me when I was, like, out of it. I mean, I feel a little better. You know, it is what it is. I've just been, um, you know, trying to just heal kind of like one day at a time. Type of thing. Yeah. I take it one day at a time. to steps. Um, but yeah, being in pain all day is not ideal.
1: <laughs> mhm. All right. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, you say you've had a rough year. Uh, yeah. You've had COVID. You've had kidney stones. You've had u- uh, urinary tract infections. You've had asthma. Is there anything I missed? Yeah. Oh, okay. I So this is one of those stories that you look at and you just shake your head and you say to yourself, naked teen covered in ranch dressing crashes at a Kansas gas station, says the sheriff, who added that, he, that the male was naked, and I love this line, and under the influence of a substance, as if that would be a surprise. But I I thought that was one of those crazy stories that I look at and say to myself, 2020, and these are the stories that are starting to look normal. And I would leave, uh, Coco, I'm going to leave you with this story before we go. This is one we'll have to talk about more. There's actually somebody discovered a bunch of ancient prehistoric worms that were frozen. And somebody thought it would be a great idea to unfreeze them, and I guess one or two of them might actually be alive. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And I thought to myself, this is 2020. Do you really want to unfreeze a bunch of prehistoric worms? It's Jurassic Park. Absolutely. So an idea for a new movie, The Worm That Got Unfrozen. All right. This is Tom Donaldson and no, Coco. Know what Krons- I
2: heard about that. Can I tell you something really quick? You know that was an exile episode. That oh, really? was legit a plot of the exile movie.
1: Oh really? All right. So hold on to that because tomorrow we're gonna to talk yeah. about that. Along with we're gonna make our final predictions for election days. This is Tom Donaldson, Coco Kronsky. We're all gonna say good night. And good night. And tell goodnight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
6: This union says they need more officers on the street and support from the city to stop the violence. They've been getting vocal support from President Trump. Now they're supporting him back, endorsing the president during a rally at
0: his New Jersey golf club. And it's an unusual move for the union, sparking controversy today. As far as Anjali Hemphill, on the Upper East Side with the fallout. Anjali.
4: Well, the union president says he can't remember the last time the PBA ever endorsed someone for president, and New Yorkers we spoke to say they're not so happy about it. I was really disappointed. Reaction tonight from New Yorkers after a hearty endorsement from the NYPD police union Friday night for President Donald Trump.
1: In the New York City PBA, Mr. President, you earned the endorsement and you've earned this endorsement. I'm proud to give it.
4: The Police Benevolent Association representing around 24,000 New York City police officers made the announcement from Trump's golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. The president also expressing his admiration and appreciation for the department.
7: I've admired you my whole life, my whole life. I've watched you do a job like nobody else.
4: Nobody else has done it. and. Uh, Truly, you're the best of the best, and I'm grateful, and I'm very happy that you're here. But some aren't so happy. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeting in part, quote, Does anyone else see a potential problem with police unions promoting preferred candidates for office, or is that just me? New York City Councilman Donovan Richards also sounding off. It's
8: shameful.
6: It's deplorable. Um, and I would, I would urge the, the members of that union to certainly speak up.
4: There have been calls for police reform following large protests and clashes with officers in the city after the death of George Floyd. And New Yorkers who spoke to News 4 say they're disappointed to see the police union taking a step backwards. As a law enforcement group to endorse somebody
0: who is known to break laws to violate the constitution it's just really wrong.
1: I, I, I really do believe that um, that endorsement actually hurt the way with police. The police union chief should say, hey, guys, we, we really need to come together. We're serving these people. And that's not Donald Trump's, uh, that's
5: not his objective.
4: Now, it is important to note that while the union endorses President Trump, we still don't know how rank-and-file officers feel about it. We have reached out to NYPD but have not yet heard back. Live on the Upper East Side, Anjali
8: Hemphill, News 4, New York. Hey, we want to welcome everyone to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts of the show, Chief Green. And beside me is my co-host, the esteemed, the most honorable, Chief
6: Swag. How are you doing today? Go. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You, well, you, you, you're you know, leaving things out, man. Come on, man. All right. I, I mentioned the most,
8: you know, the honorable chief swag. Thank you. you know, man. Is I there, appreciate
6: that. Yeah. Is...
8: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, Hey, we, we are glad that our listeners are listening to us, uh, this afternoon that, uh, on, uh, the bachelor news radio network, uh, listening to you and the law. We've got an exciting show, uh, for our listeners, uh, today. And, uh, uh, you heard an uh, audio clip of a news uh, out of New York on the uh, police union in uh, New York uh, endorsing uh, Donald Trump uh, with his uh, re-election bid for president. And so today, we, uh, Keith, we're going to be talking about uh, there's been some backlash uh, with this endorsement. And uh, especially from our, you know, from black police officers uh, who uh, who broke from the unions over uh, the endorsement of Trump. And so we're going to be talking about uh, politics and police unions or uh, are there conflicts uh, of interest in supporting a political candidate, uh, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, you know, we don't want our audience to think that this is just, you know, just on uh, – the current president But should any police union Endorse any political candidate Especially at the highest office of, You know for president Of the United States because it seems that They're um, With everything that's going on Keith As you know with police reform um, it,
6: This is a It's a hot topic so I think this is Going to be a good show Yeah man I will tell you My belief and it's always been You cannot do that Uh, police uh, associations, unions, uh, any type of uh, organization that deals with public safety should not endorse any one candidate. Uh, That's the rights of their individual members. Uh, I have seen that cause so much dissension inside organizations because people can't seem to separate their personal from their professional, and people let that roll over, and I've seen Arguments, heated arguments about it. So, I think that that's just. Uh, I think that that should be a no-no.
8: Yeah, Keith, and you know that's one of the concerns that uh, that a lot of people have is, is how does that split the police department? How does that split? Split whether it's a New York police department or whether it's a police department in, in Oklahoma or Arkansas. No matter where you're at, how does that? Lines split, especially when you have uh, the majority of, of police officers uh, that are black. You know they don't really have that big of a voice in some of these police departments. And so, uh, when when you are a minority in 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 your um, in your organization, how well do you feel that your voice is uh, is getting out, and especially to speak out against something like this here? You know if the you know, apparently this, you know, the PBA really didn't discuss this with a whole group, and and they just did a, a an outright endorsement. Uh, but there again, as the the news clip we heard, you know, there's obviously some distinction between the rank and file officers who really don't fully support and agree with with what the uh, PBA president did with coming out and endorsing Trump.
6: What I found is normally that's uh that's a uh, not always, but that's that's sometimes the executive board's decision, and they believe that they speak for the entire organization. Now I can't say that in New York. I don't know how they came to that conclusion, but I do know there are those organizations that, are based on the fact of, it goes by the decision, or the you know goes by the decision of the executive board. But man, that is so dangerous, Virgil. That is yeah. that is extremely yeah. dangerous.
8: Well, it is, Keith. And, you know, one of the things is that people, you know, law enforcement has a, a big spotlight on it. And and that spotlight is what are you guys doing to change the culture of how you police? And what are you doing to change the culture of policing yourselves? And so this just goes, this kind of falls right into everything that's going on and that people are looking at law enforcement to say, you know, are you guys going to get something right? Are you guys going to continue down this path? And when you, you know, align yourself with a political candidate who has came out and and degraded black women, just women period, and has degraded athletes and has, obviously there's some character issues there. How do you, you know, we're going to get into the conversation as as the show goes along. How do you uh how do you align yourself with somebody like that especially when he is the chief law enforcement officer in the country and especially when you're trying to do everything you can to change the the public perception of,
6: of policing in America? I just think so, man you don't. I think you just yeah. I think you leave politics out of out of that. Yep, you do.
8: Well, Keith, we're coming up on our first break, so uh, we're going to take this break, and uh, when we come back, we'll get right back into this topic. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
0: Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe Radio Broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio
4: Network.
8: Back to you and the law on the Bachelor news radio network um, And we are Here today we're talking about A hot topic that involves law Enforcement and their endorsement Of political candidates Chief Humphrey are you Can you hear me sir
6: I can hear you can you hear me
8: Yes sir I can it seemed like we had a little Technical difficulties there But I think we got it all Got it worked out but uh Again, we want to remind you that you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. And the calling number to the show is 646 929 0130. That's 646 929 0130. And we want to remind our uh, listeners if you're first time listening to You and the Law, you can follow You and the Law on our social media platforms. You can follow us on Facebook at You and the Law. And you can follow us on Instagram. And you can also follow us on Twitter at youthelaw Law One. And that's the Law One on Twitter. And so yeah, yeah I,
7: I'll I yeah, I ahead, wanna yeah, uh, touch um sorry and um I'm sorry you guys didn't hear me because we don't do the um uh technical difficulty stuff on the air. But um uh what I was going to mention is some people had said guys, and I do apologize and uh, on the the, the the delay, that um it is political and how do you decipher your job Chief Keith Humphrey Chief Virgil Green From political To um, Doing your job Because there are going to be people That are going to come to you As I had mentioned to, the, to to The both of you That when I was in Florida I was there with Gore Bush And we had people Chiefs um, Saying hey you know, they're doing license checks in the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden they're doing license checks and stuff. And I I don't know if you had that in Little Rock and Oklahoma City, but whatever. But the point is is that you have those issues. So how do you deal with it? How do you keep politics out of it, Chief Keith Humphrey? And then um do your job because at the end of the day People want to see you and, you know, the, the, the optics is everything, you know. Uh, so they, they see you and they go, okay, well, you need to be doing your job. What does that – What? how do you define that in the midst of people feeling like their vote is not being heard and, and all of those things? And it's been going on even before when I was at, you know, uh, Gore versus – Bush, it, it it's been going on for for quite some time, uh, uh, Chief Humphrey. You know, Go you got to have
6: a plan. You got to have a plan, and that, and that plan is being transparent and talk about the main focus of what your job is. Our main focus is to be in the areas. Our main focus is not to intimidate. Our main focus is not to uh, be such a heavy presence that people are intimidated. That's why it's important to have these discussions with all of the local law enforcement agencies so everybody knows what their party is. And what we've been telling people if, from, if, from day one...
7: With all due respect, because, you know, I respect you guys.
6: Uh, sure. Humphrey,
7: uh, your, your, your cousin Willie that lived down the street in Little Rock was like, man, what is going on? I ain't trying to, you know, I just want to vote. What is all this mess going on? And you got to address that... And stay professional at the same time. I think, and I'm bringing this up because I I, not only a someone asked me, but b they asked me to the both of you. How do you handle that? Like you you know, you got to be professional. You got to not be letting your cousin Willie get in the middle of that, and you got to keep it moving at the same time. That's gotta be a dynamic that I'm sure you guys don't want to. Deal with on top of the fact that you got to deal with the craziness and try to shoot people on the you know on the way to the you know vote. It's crazy.
6: Yeah, LA, And, and, and you've heard me say this, man. The the biggest part of our job that where we're lacking is communication, and I think everybody in the nation knows that we don't know what to expect. I mean, we've been talking about that here in the community, so people know why you're there. People know why there's a police presence. People understand that. We don't know what to expect. You know, people have seen, you know, people, uh, you know, what we've been doing is is putting it out that our main focus is security. Our main focus is not suppression. As a matter of fact, L.A., we've we've been telling, we've made it very clear to the precinct, uh, the locations that are happening that we're not going to be, we are not going to be your intimidators. Our job is not to walk the polls. Uh, There's another jurisdiction that handles that That's their responsibility Our main focus is to be in a position Where we can respond if we need to respond Uh, And I think the more you let people know These are the game plans That's what makes this so unique Uh, We're in a situation, LA That we can't hide what we're going to do Now you don't talk about the intimate details Of intel and things like that But your community wants to All they want to know is what you're going to do all people want to know is why. What's your plan? So they'll know how to react and how to respond when they see that presence. I think when you do that, I think it, it, it helps. But you got to understand what the purpose of law enforcement is. Our purpose is not to suppress people from voting or intimidate people. Our aim makes sure people are allowed to go to the, you know, they can get to the voting precinct safely. They don't feel intimidated. If something were to happen, that we can respond. And I think that's what we have to make sure that message is out there, that that's our purpose. Our purpose is not to be there to intimidate uh, or to or to. Uh, – we've got to answer questions, and we've got to be transparent. And to that point, uh, Chief Green,
7: um, you, if you think about that, that – you, you guys are in a, a who win situation because you have to answer those questions, but you got to be professional at the same time. And then you get the situation, and chief, I know um, where you are in your progressiveness in terms of politically, but at the end of the day, um, you're going to get those political questions. And the composure and the professionalism that the two of you have is one thing. It trickling down And all the agencies Chief Green May be one something Totally different because you both Have it but trickling it down To your officers Might be something totally different
8: Well you know LA I think one of the the key things Just like uh, Keith said is, is Communication and I think for me, I would just add in that, you know, to be transparent, to be honest with people and straightforward and don't say one thing and then do something different. Uh, And and to me, as, uh, you know, I think this is a great opportunity for uh, police chiefs or or people that who serve in the command staff to, to get out and, and mingle with people and talk to people as they're in the, uh, standing in line to vote because again, you know we we vote just like they vote. So uh, you you got to take every opportunity to really connect with the public uh, because you're going to probably get some people as you're walking and mingling and talking to people who are going to ask you some political questions, and you know you you have to just share with them uh, what you believe. And and uh, but I, I think this is an opportunity that L.A. is not really being talked about, but this is an opportunity. To be there for people to look at you as as hey you're the police you're here while you're here, but as an opportunity to really connect with the people because you've got a wide you've got every demographic standing in line to vote, whether they're a Democrat or a republican, and so I think this is an opportunity to, to really connect with the people and show them that hey i 'm here to answer your question this is you know we're not here to really we're we're not here to to say we're checking any IDs or anything like that, but we're just ha- we're here with a group handing out pizza, or we're here with a group handing out whatever it may be. But again, I think this is an opportunity to really do some good community policing and 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 talking to people in your in in the communities that we serve. Yeah, but that's, that's a but really
6: just to add. To sorry, my bad. No, it's okay. But but guys, you know the thing about it is you can't wait to the last minute to do it. You know we've been <laughs> yeah, planning right. on this for a, for a, we've been planning on this for a month. You know how do we approach this? How do we keep everything safe without a heavy presence to 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 make people feel intimidated? And so you got to continue to say that you got to have an operations plan. That's one of the things that's very important. The chief has to look at that ops plan to make sure that everything he's telling the community, everything that they said in those meetings, that those are being carried out. And then you gotta hold all of your command staff and then lieutenants and sergeants at, that this is what we're gonna do. This is what's needed, this is what I expect. You've got to do that. But you also have to have a contingency plan in place in case something doesn't go the way that you hope it goes. So so it's all about pre planning. It's all about communication. It's all about talking to the neighboring agencies and talking to your local government officials so everybody's on the same page. Uh, The meetings that we've had recently have been with the uh, person who's over the voting in Pulaski County and the sheriff and the Arkansas State Police and and the other neighboring agencies. We've had that, so we're all on the same page.
7: But you know what, Chief, Chief, uh, just to ask you, Chief, No, Humphrey, you know, guys, uh, thank you for allowing me to even ask questions. Um, uh, If you're talking about if it's been, you know, you got to get this ahead of time, you're going to get like, I think what Chief Green, the, the topic has been with the guy occupying the White House is that you're going to get people, Chief Humphrey, that says, thank you for your service. And you may say you're welcome. But they may, you know, agree with the guy occupying the White House, which you, you may or may not agree with. So how do you handle that? Because then they're in line, they're thinking one thing, they're thinking the policing. And again, I, I'm just looking at the, the, the bigger picture, Chief Humphrey. The fact is that if, you're, if they're in line and they go, thank you for your service, and they're the guy who occupies the White House, voter and you not saying you do is that you may not agree with that then the policing there's a disconnect in the policing I guess what I'm saying guys is that they're thinking okay yeah thank you and you know the guy occupying the White House Chief Humphrey says you know if you want to bump their head on the way to the to police car that's okay like and that you may not agree with that so how do you Again, just from a PR standpoint, how do you deal with that? If they say, hey, thank you, Chief uh, Humphrey, for your your service and what you're doing, and they don't believe, but, you know, agree with you politically, how do you kind of have that conversation is what I'm saying.
6: Well, you, you don't have that conversation, L.A. You can never, as a police officer, as a police chief, I can never get caught up in the politics. Uh, if someone has on a Trump shirt, someone has a Biden shirt, you have to t- You have to have those neutral conversations, you know, hey, I see you guys are out voting and you try to change the conversation. If it gets to the point of well, who did you vote for, then you basically have to say that you know per policy, I can't discuss that and and that's the, my main focus here is to protect so you can never go there you can you can never go there as a police officer. I can never go there as a police chief, no matter what and my focus is you know you and I've talked about this before. how do you make a decision or how do you how do you uh how do you handle when you have a white supremacist group coming in town, whether you agree with what they do or not? your responsibility is to provide them the same protection as anyone else, or if they get out of control, arrest them or provide the same type of enforcement that you would have you don't you don't pick and choose, so you don't have those conversations about you can't have those conversations about politics you just can't do it. And they, because yeah. that that's going to get you in trouble. You can't have
7: those. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you know what? Well, you, hey, to to you, you, just uh, um, um, uh, Chief Green, just to, to answer the same question. I know you're going to go to the break and stuff, but just to answer the same question. And on top of the fact that if you can't have those conversations, um, and you get a situation where, as Chief Green, uh, Chief Humphrey has said, you know, you get someone, um. That is, uh, you know, a, a white supremacist. Then it makes it even more awkward. I would think, Chief Green, that yeah. you can't have that conversation, and you know, you're doing uh, the, the, a disservice, I guess, law enforcement in general.
8: Exactly. Well, LA, you you, you make a good point, but hey, you want to? We're gonna take this quick break, and we'll after the break, we'll definitely pick back up and get into this hot topic of what we're. talking about today but you're listening to you and the law on the bachelor news radio network
0: if you want real discussions on politics social issues racial issues and other topics then tune into the bachelor news radio show listen live every monday and thursday from 6 p.m to 8 p.m eastern at blogtalkradio.com and if you miss the show you can listen every monday through saturday 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern, and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at the Bachelor Listen and be informed.
8: Hey, welcome back to you and along the Bachelor News Radio Network. We want to remind our listeners that uh, the calling number to the show is six four six nine two nine zero one three zero. That's six four six nine two nine zero one three zero. And if you're just now catching us uh, in the middle of of our show, we've got a a very good topic that we're talking about with with our listeners. And uh, the topic is, you know, we've had some uh, black police officers come out, uh, and they were not very supportive of their police union coming out and endorsing um, Trump, uh, his re-election bid for president. So uh, this is a conversation that has been – uh, kind of going on in the law enforcement community And we're talking with you Our listeners about it So if you've got some comments uh, Or questions uh, Please feel free to call in uh, To 646 130 And let the uh, producer of the show uh, Know that you want to come on the air And talk with us Or if you've just got a, a comment uh, Leave a, a comments uh, In the chat room And we'll definitely get those But uh, Keith this is a good topic And we've got L.A. who is is running everything running the boards man and he is uh he, he's definitely engaged with this with this topic and I, hopefully our listeners will be as well because again you know we've got black police officers uh coming out and uh, speaking out against the endorsement of a president and and really the question is you know politics should not um uh, policing and politics should not be uh, in the same Uh, Conversation Uh, uh, You know people will say well it has to be Or well it is but you know I was reminded by a good friend of mine who's a good Listener to the show uh, Who retired from from the feds Uh, He reminded me of the Hatch Act And I believe the Hatch Act prohibits Federal employees From having any kind of engagement In any kind of political um, uh, You know Whether it's even talking about politics So uh, you know some of those Same laws do not apply to to people on the on the uh, municipal and state level, Keith. Yeah, I, you
6: know, man, it's 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 uh, this is just a very controversial topic, and
8: uh, you know, it, and, and that's it shouldn't we have, be. And, and that is why we have in the top, You know, you, like you said, it's a controversial topic, but it really shouldn't be. But again, this is a topic that I think, I, especially our black people in the in the black and brown communities. Uh, have not really heard a lot of police talk about it, so I think that's why it it it, it definitely raises the eyebrow of, of the listeners.
6: Okay. Yeah, it, it, hey, it I, is, and and it it does. Go go ahead, La Chiefs. I
7: didn't mean to interrupt, but I did get an email from someone that says, "Do you have strength in numbers on the black side um, when it comes to uh, going against what?" A strong um, union like the New York Union that endorsed uh, Chief Humphrey. That endorsed uh, Trump in New York. Is there strength in numbers in there, or you just kind of do what you're doing? I guess what they're pretty much asking. Uh her name was uh, a In and um, Boston.
6: Well, I can tell you right now, I guarantee you, because they are. Because they represent 24,000 members of the New York Police Department, I guarantee you there's quite a few of those members that don't agree. But when you have a president and you have an executive board, they speak on behalf of those organizations. Now I don't know if they poll the members or what, but I can tell you that if that happened in some of the cities that I work that I that I've worked in, there would be some heated there would be some very very thorough discussions regarding. Uh, how do you speak you don 't speak on behalf of everybody when it comes to political uh, a political candidate and and you should not and there are those individuals that believe you should not endorse a candidate you should not as a as a as a union you should not a police union public safety who is sworn to protect everyone you know you should not you should be neutral when it talks about political so you keep your personal and professional I'm I'm just shocked that they that they did that, but it happens throughout the nation all the time. You see it this time of the year.
8: Yeah, well, and you know, just to add to that, Keith in LA is the fact that you know police unions nationwide have uh, have largely supported uh, Donald Trump uh, in his reelection bid, and you know he often speaks about this at his political rallies and, and how he is a law and order person and and how he talks about, you know, uh, how he uh, supports law enforcement. And, and so – but then when you have a – and the New York uh, PBA was not the only law enforcement uh, organization or association that came out and, and endorsed Trump. I, I think there's been quite a few others, but to answer your question, L.A., you know, black police officers are a minority in in this profession. So I think, you know, the, 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 the listener asked the question about, you know, is there uh, strength in numbers with the black police officers and how much support is it? And and I would have to say that, you know, this is – it was a surprise to hear these officers come out and speak out against it uh, because they're going to probably face some backlash. But, again, you know, people – we uh, being black in law enforcement is you're a minority, so your voice is is not very loud, and and, and that's just being honest and keeping it real with you. And some people will will agree or disagree, but you know there's just not uh, when you don't even have black police officers in higher ranking that are part of these unions who can say that well this is what our group we don't agree with. So, again, I think that that is a concern, especially with black police officers across the, across the country. They just the, – the voice of the black police officer is not as strong as the voice of the white police officer.
7: I just want to you let you ask. guys – I just want to let you guys know you got listeners in Oklahoma City in Alabama and Louisiana listening. Um, they, they're both um, going to get on. The one, Chief Humphrey, um, comes back and ask to you and you could finish up what you were saying. I'm just reading the stuff. Um uh they asked that, you know, uh how do you look look yourself in the mirror? And again, this is I mean, it is what it is, criticism or uh, how do you look yourself in the mirror if you don't come out against what you don't believe in? Which again, I mean that that's in any profession. Like you Right. You know, you work at Walmart, and you know Walmart is bad practice, Chief Humphrey. Then if they're doing something bad, people know if they're grown, I guess what they're saying. If they're grown, you know right. what's bad, and what's good. Then why don't you endorse what's good and, and not, you know, endorse what's bad, I guess is what they're well, saying.
6: Well, I do I do that, and in, in, in cities and police departments have policies that are very strict in talking about you will not discuss politics or endorse anyone on duty while in uniform or doing hours. now when i'm off duty i can do i can do what i've as far as politics if i want to endorse somebody if i want to wear a shirt i can do that but the policies are very strict uh cities have policies Uh, i can't see any city especially major cities that don't have a policy related to political endorsements. Uh, There are some cities that say you can't even put a sign in your yard if you work for city government. And so that's what keeps you from doing that on duty. Now off duty, I can, I can express what my beliefs are. I can express what I feel about a candidate. You know, I can, I can wear what I want to wear. If I don't agree with a candidate, I can express that. I can express that. When I'm under the confines of my job It's as simple as that So I'm, I'm, I, can, I can speak out Against what I, don't, what I don't agree with There's just a time and a place To do that But remember well, you know, I still have a job to do I still have a job to do And that job yeah. has to be neutral When I'm, when yeah. I'm in a uniform when I'm, when I'm on duty That job has to be neutral I cannot speak on behalf of a political candidate But when I'm off duty I can do that I can say, I'm going to vote for this person. This is why I don't agree with the way this ha- this is handled. I can do that. But but like I said before, you can't do that when you're on, on the job because that rolls over into the job, which can cause problems not only internally, but out in the community also.
7: Yeah. Well, I wanted and to it, get into uh, something that uh, somebody said to, to Chief uh, Green and Humphrey, because it, it really, I mean, I know you guys, so I'm not going to get into it. But Chief Green, I, I guess the point, to what you're about to say is the fact that um, it, you know if if big New York and, and Chief Humphrey said it, it's not the only union or whatever big New York endorses this guy occupying the White House and their strict protocols I guess the the confusion I guess guys is that if there's strict protocols, then why is New York endorsing one candidate if there's strict protocols See, go ahead. The
6: union, go ahead, well in l a the unions yeah, yeah the unions have that right, but go ahead yeah
8: yeah well l a and, and when you listen to the you know the opening of the show the the news clip that we played, uh this was the first time that this union had actually came out. And done anything like this here So this was really Something that was unprecedented That they, had, that they even acknowledged That they had never done before and, and you know The question is why now Why did they do this in, in the 2020 election But they didn't uh, come out And do it in the 2016 election um, uh, Because clearly Their president stated That this was something That they typically do not do and I think that's what caught a lot of people off guard and with the fact I think this has also raised a lot of questions with with people in all in, in our communities, not just in the black community, but even in the white community. The fact that you've got a, a person in the White House who has – there's a lot of character flaws that some people uh, have issues with, and they're they are concerned that law enforcement is aligning themselves with somebody like that and if you are supposed to you know do everything by the book and follow the law but here you are standing next to somebody who has degraded women who's degraded minorities who's degraded uh every person that he could possibly you know think of and how can you stand how can you stand with that person so um and i think that's why a lot of people uh again are asking so many questions about why did this uh, union come out and, and endorse uh this political candidate? Well and I think you also
6: gotta understand well, you gotta to understand too, LA, real quick, New York is the largest police department in the nation. So so that that's that's another thing that, that people believe that New York uh police department, their union may represent every police department in the nation. I mean because it's you're talking fifty thousand officers. And so wow. it is the largest police department. And so, the, you know, people are, does this speak, do they speak for everybody since they are the largest? Does every police department feel this way? So you have to be really careful, especially when you are considered cutting edge in law enforcement. People think that everybody feels that way. It, it, you know, L.A., and to the listeners, it's no different than when a police officer is involved in a situation uh, where somebody's injured. Or somebody's killed. People automatically there's a there's a core group of people that automatically believe that every police department is like that. So you know it goes that way when it comes to excessive force. It's that way when it goes to when it comes to um, you know anything uh, criminal acts. So it's the same way when it comes to a police department or a union endorsing, especially the magnitude of the New York Police Department.
8: Yeah. Well, hey, guys, uh, we're going to take, uh, take this next break, but uh, we're definitely going to get back into this hot topic. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
5: Join Barry Barnes for Locker Talk on the Bachelor Pad Network as he presents NFL News and Evaluates Players, Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. Required Listening
0: with Amazon Music. Have music again. The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure. What's the
4: new playlist name?
0: Jack's intro to classic rock.
4: Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically. Can cancel anytime. Block Talk Radio.
8: want to welcome everyone back to uh, you and the the Bachelor News Radio Network. We want to remind our our listeners that the calling number to the show is 646-929-0130. That's 646-929-0130. And uh, if you're a first-time listener to uh, you and the the Bachelor News Radio Network, we want to remind you that you can follow us on our social media, which is uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. And uh, if you don't catch the, the full entirety of the show. You can catch the rebroadcast shows that airs every day at 4 a.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, and you can catch the rebroadcast shows at the uh, L.A. at the bachelornews.airtime.pro. That's the bachelornews.airtime.pro <laughs> to catch the rebroadcast and- shows of you and the law.
7: And I just want to uh, uh, let you guys uh, just to reiterate how great this show is for folks to make sure um, these guys are talking about real issues when it comes to law enforcement. I mean, this is law enforcement on the table, folks, is voting. So these guys are really doing it. I I just wanted to quickly mention it. you just heard the ghetto boys, the uh, mind playing tricks on you uh is that the situation <laughs> Virgil Green and Chief Humphrey because because when you look at it real quick and I don't want again just to ask these questions that uh what you uh Chief Green that if you know because I think Chief Humphrey brought up a good point listen new york is the biggest whatever whatever you know and and with the 50,000 uh, law enforcement there um But if I came across you, either one of you, and I know you, and I see that New York just endorsed the guy occupying the White House, which I refuse to say his name, Keith Green, then, you know, hey, you know, uh, you guys are all the same. You're all blue. You're all blue. You're all blue, and you're you're all going to endorse this guy. You're all going to fall in line. And that's the issue I know the two of you I know your hearts I know how um, real you are And how you're black before you blue. Let's. I'll just keep it real But not everybody's like that I don't know everybody that looks like you That's going to be like that And a lot of our audience now Is saying, you know, okay Well, if New York, the, the largest on the planet Is going to endorse this guy Then what is Little Rock, Arkansas What is Oklahoma City going to do when it comes to this guy yeah well, well you and, gotta uh, understand,
8: yeah. but you gotta go ahead, Bert, go go ahead, ahead. Keith. well and you know what no you go ahead and I think that's, okay and, that, and that's what's so good about this topic is, is that we're talking about and that is that you know black police officers they uh, broke from the unions over the uh, endorsement of trump and so you know, LA, the, uh, to you and our listeners, you know the 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 Fraternal Order of Police, which is the FOP, they represent some three hundred and fifty thousand officers nationwide. And so, when you made the, the the comment about, hey, New York PBA, they came out and endorsed Trump. Well, the FOP is much larger than the, the NYPD PBA uh, because they represent. Three hundred and fifty thousand officers nationwide. So now that or more, even or more or more, yeah, you're right, or more. Uh, and, and so, and that pretty much uh, uh, of a lot of racial uh, demographics that are members of of the FOP. And so, but when you have black police officers who come out and they break from the ranks and file and say this is not somebody that we support. And so I think, you know, that's what's so interesting about this topic, L.A., is the fact that we're both black police officers. We're talking about black police officers who have came out and said, hey, you cannot speak for, for, for me and my group. And and also to remind you, you may even have other racial demo, uh, officers a part of this thing who were not supportive of it. It may be some... Uh, Latina officers, there may even be some white officers who who did not fully support that, and so I think that's what's so the, at the heart of this uh, l a and, and Keith is the fact that how does an organization uh, or a union speak for every single member and say this is we 're going to endorse this person, and knowing the climate of what we 're dealing with and knowing this is somebody who has not come out, he's has to come out and say, oh, I kind of condone this and I condone that. But he hasn't really, really come out and, and put it to rest to say this is not tolerated and this is not what our country should stand for when you talk about white supremacy. Let me, can I
7: ask, if I can ask uh uh, uh Chief Humphrey uh, he I'm sure he'll add on that if I could just ask this and I'll get out of your way and I really appreciate you guys oh man you're Obviously, good, but, you're good but but Chief Humphrey it, you know in you know one of the things I think is a misconception Chief Humphrey is the fact that you know northern is better policing than the South because the South gets this bad rap, right? Uh, Chief Humphrey, where, you know, it's all redneck and everybody's hanging people on trees and they're treating black and brown people wrong. I mean, that's just the reality. I've come from the North. But uh, how do you deal with, uh, again, um, what your topic is, the fact that you don't condone what's going on. You're not... Um, agreeing with what the New York Police Union did in endorsing, whether you believe it or not, but endorsing, period. And then, and then having to see that in this climate, you know, less than whatever from the elections, November 3rd at the time of this broadcast, having to try to promote or dispel or whatever be that spokesperson for the fact that, you know, uh, they're, they're endorsing a guy who, again, whether, I'm not going to get into your personal stuff, but uh, endorsing a guy who has this mentality of, of uh, hate towards people of color. So then you're in this, this box, it seems, G Humphrey, that you have to deal with all of this, in the midst of trying to do your job, in the midst of the fact that you, you know, all this policing and extra policing with the precincts and, and the voting and all that, how do you just kind of decipher all of that and still keep your sanity and, and still do what you need to do as a police chief, uh, Chief Humphrey? It's called professionalism.
6: It's calling, remember, why well, you got into this job. It's calling that the fact of it is this is what you signed up for. Uh, you say, you remember, you have to be neutral. You know, La, you've got to do the same thing that you do each and every day, no matter what your personal beliefs are. You know, it's just like if somebody is a known criminal, and somebody gets injured as a known criminal, you you can't you you cannot um, decipher that between who you're going to take a report from, who you're going to who you're going to administer medical uh, attention to you you just got to be professional. You've got to have the facts. I mean, you've got to sit the facts. you got to sit the facts throughout the department. Over two months ago, we started talking about, when I first got there, we started talking about, I started seeing little bitty signs of political endorsement. And right off the bat, nip that in the bud. Just remember what the policy says. You can't have this in your office. You can't wear these kind of shirts on duty. You can't have this kind of stuff. Uh, basically, we understand that you have a right to vote and you have a right to express, but you cannot express yourself when it comes to political act- activities on the job. And so, you have to establish that when you when you know the game, when you know the rules, you can play the game right. And, and you just have to do it. There's no, as a police officer, as a police chief, as a police officer, I cannot put my personal beliefs in my job. I just I have to do what's right. I have to do what's fair, no matter what. Is it is it difficult sometimes, LA? Absolutely, it's difficult, because I'm human. But but at the end of the day, I got into this job to treat people fair. I think this man said, absolutely. I don't agree with everything he says, but I have to carry myself and do the things that I know is right, because at the end of the day. The president of the United States does not run the Little Rock Police Department. At the end of the day, he doesn't make the policy for the Little Rock Police Department. And so that has to be established up front. Yeah.
8: Well, you know, in, one, in L.A. And, and also to the listeners, one of the key things that you said, Keith, was stay neutral. And I think that is what is has caused such controversy with this um, uh, PBA coming out and doing this endorsement and for their own president to say they haven't done anything like this in 36 years. So all of a sudden was this year different than what you had had not done in 36 years leading up to 2020. And so but again, you everything should be neutral. You know, just like you said Keith, if you if you want to support Whatever political candidate, whether it's the presidential or whether it's the sheriff or whether it's all the way down to the local council person. You need to stay neutral. That should not whatever who when you go and vote, you're in that poll by yourself. You should not I told my officers before, we're not when we talk about politics, it takes it to a whole other climate, Keith. And as you know, it becomes very confrontational because you got some people who are so strong. In the belief that they believe in that it could end some some friendships and one of the things well, that, you know, that we and one of the things that I we don't need, need is to have yeah no Keith, and one of the things we don't need to have is, is confrontation between officers inside of the police department and outside of the police department because of here we are talking about a political uh, who you like as president or who you don't like as the president.
6: Well, we have to also realize Virgil that if we if we align ourselves with somebody who has the you know, have made comments as though have made the comments that the the current president has made uh you're gonna get other officers to look at you and think, "Well, man, do you feel the way he does well, have you said things that he said you know man mm-hmm. are you are you that way it's it is gonna cause people to start thinking different of other people, but let me just say this real quick, and to the listeners. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, when I vote, I'm voting as Keith Humphrey. I'm not voting as chief. I'm voting as yeah. Keith Humphrey. Nobody can tell me who to vote for. Nobody makes me vote for anybody. Nobody can tell me I can't vote. So when I enter that, that voting booth, I'm voting for me as a, as a as a citizen, not as me as a police officer. I'm voting mm-hmm. for who I believe. That has the best interest of the country. I'm voting for who <clears throat> I believe that that has the best interest. You know who 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 I believe that can lead the country. You know that hey, that's who I'm voting for. Yeah. Go
7: ahead. Ellen. I I I just want to let you guys know. uh, I have a call from Octavius in Philly. He has some some interesting comments and 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 concerns. And I wanted to to allow him to uh, call uh, call in and ask Octavius, you're on with uh, Chief Green and Chief Humphrey.
6: How you doing, hey, gentlemen? Say, good how you, evening.
5: Good sir, what's how going you doing? on, brother?
6: How you doing, man?
5: I'm good. Especially, we have some uh,
6: we have some unrest right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, yeah, we, you guys uh, got some serious, couple, serious
5: unrest. Yeah, yeah serious. But I, I was my uh, my question was one. That the black officers that came out and spoke against the union, or said that they they weren't with that opinion, have they received any backlash or anything from the union? Can I go to find their statement if they made one public? You, you know, I'll I say
8: this: like, you know, just researching for for this topic and, and talking about this uh, on the air, uh, because I want to make sure that we're putting out information. And sharing it with you and, and all the other listeners, that it's accurate information. This isn't something that that we're making up. But right. I haven't found anything that uh, that has would make me to believe that these officers have received any kind of backlash uh, okay. from 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 their peers. Uh, and I think uh, you know, even in, in, in you're in Philadelphia, so you've got a sheriff. Uh, I think her name is Sheriff uh, Rochelle. Um, You know, she was a part... Huh? She
5: was out in Portland, I believe. Yeah, Rochelle.
8: Okay. We're talking about the sheriff. The sheriff.
6: Rochelle
8: Rochelle. Bilal. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, yeah, Sheriff Bilal in in Philadelphia. And I think, you Mm -hmm. know, she was with a group of of their uh, local police union. I think it was the local uh, 22 members who uh, had, that they did not support... Uh we're not in support of Donald Trump, so right. I don't think you know anything has been really put out in the in the media about them receiving any kind of backlash, whether it's in okay. Philadelphia or whether it's in New York
5: all right that's good that's good that's good yeah. but yeah. uh
8: but yeah but right. man, you you guys definitely have got some some serious problems going on with that recent shooting
5: yeah the, the but you got a good chief really, uh... you got a good chief there. Yes, definitely. You definitely. got a good she's, chief there, man. You got a real good but chief she's, there. Yeah. But the, the problem with the, uh, I think, with her, is not, it's not her problem. I mean, she's not the problem. I believe that politically, she's kind of handcuffed with the lack of support that she's receiving, and even coming into a situation where they, they recently came out and said uh, that the officers didn't have tasers. I'm not sure because all the evidence didn't come out yet. But she was saying that. Uh, it wasn't in the budget when she first came here that all the officers even had cases. So there's some issues there. And I guess as this story unfolds, we'll see real, who's at fault,
6: really. So we just have to be patient. Well, out. you know, I do want to say this real quick. The, 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 the things that come out of these type of incidents, you do mm-hmm. learn. And, and police departments throughout the nation learn. You know, right. what could we have done differently? You know, could if would a taser had done it, if we'd have done this kind of training. So, so we're going to learn from this incident. We're going to learn things that we could do better. Uh, that's right. that's if there's a if there's in, and I don't even like to say if there's a positive thing come out, but at the end, because at the end of the day, a man lost his life. So there's nothing positive about that. It's just the fact that we'll learn as this goes Absolutely. on. What can we do to reduce the chances of that happening again?
5: Right. Yeah, well, gentlemen, yeah. thank and, you
6: and, for uh, your time. Hey, and thank you, and thank, thank
5: you for man. listening. Appreciate
6: to
8: you. Us. Right. definitely. Appreciate yeah. Well, so. hey uh, Keith, uh, we're definitely coming up on the last few minutes or seconds of the show, but I want to say this before we get off air that you know we've got so many people listening to the show. Uh, I've got to send a, a, a shout out to some people in in Georgetown, South Carolina who uh, we've got some people there that listen to the show who I didn't know uh, had listened to us before Keith. But today I found out that uh, we've got some people listening to us that, that we just don't know. So, uh, and, and, you know, they probably don't agree with everything that we say, but at least they do listen and, and, and uh, we definitely respect uh, their opinions and, and they respect ours. So this is a good topic.
6: Well, you know, Virgil in, in LA, I will say this, man. This this is uh been an enlightening opportunity for me as a police chief because after every show, I learn something different and I go back and I see how we can do things differently. But just given the fact that the citizens are, you know, that our listeners are open-minded and and we're not going to always provide the answer that everybody wants us to, we're not going to always provide a popular, but we're going to provide the answers that come from our heart. And we're going to provide the answers that we feel based on our professional opinion is the best one that's suited uh, for the question. So I just appreciate everybody giving us an opportunity to, to, you know, giving us an opportunity to be in your life for this hour, one, one day a week in this hour. But this is a very, very controversial topic that I can, I can assure you and the gentleman that just got off the, got off the phone. What I can assure you is there are some, conversations happening tonight (laughs) there are some very serious conversations (laughs) happening happening tonight between members of the new york police department uh and and members in the board of the fop because i I will tell you that i've never and virgil help me if i'm wrong i've never known noble national organization of black law enforcement executives i've never seen any of those groups endorse any candidate no. no, I've never. I've, this first time I've ever seen a national, uh, a, a union, or any national police group endorse a candidate. I've never. Yeah. I've seen local candidates, which I don't agree with either. But this is the first time. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen a, 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 a large organization, a police organization, endorse a political candidate. I, this first time yeah. I've seen it in my thirty-two years. I mean, nationally. Yeah. Not yeah, not nationally. local, but nationally
8: yeah 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 and you're right keith noble uh has never came out and endorsed a political candidate and 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 you know I, you know we both can't speak for the for the, the we've both been members of noble but the you know the president and the executive board uh, of noble i think that's just even though there's members uh on the from the federal side to local police chiefs uh to every branch of law enforcement are members of noble and that's just not something that's even discussed, even at a Noble conference. I haven't even heard it discussed at, a, at one of our uh, previous Nobel co- uh, conferences. So, but, like I said, this was just real unprecedented for this organization in 36 years to come out and support uh, uh, Trump's uh, re-election bid. But let me put this in before we, before we uh, get off air, is that, you know, there's a lot of other organizations that Trump has came out and said, that these organizations stand by me, they support me, they endorse me. And they—that that is not always true. There's been some organizations that have came out and some sheriffs who have came out and said, no, we did not endorse him. So, you know, Keith, again, this gets caught up into the rhetoric of what is going on in this political climate and the fact that, you know, this is not something that, uh, a lot of law enforcement There are some that do but then there's some Who will quickly come Out and even have even took to Twitter And said no we do not We did not endorse him nor do we Support him because we're staying neutral
6: Yeah it, like I said It's dangerous territory man And, and uh, but people have to Realize that the FOP uh, Has that right to do that um, You know they have a right To do some of the things Because they are a separate organization from the city and the police department. Uh, So they have a right to do that. I mean, they don't fall under the same rules. Uh, The FOP does not. The organization as a whole doesn't fall under the same rules as the police officers when they're on duty. Uh, They don't have those rules. And so people have to really understand that.
8: Yeah. Well, Keith, and, you know, and this is probably somebody you know, you know, from the Dallas area, you know, uh, Hopkins, who was the president of the Black Police Office Association of Dallas, you know, he recently stated that there was a lot of officers who left the, the Dallas uh, police union and, and, and came over and joined their union, particularly because of their support for Trump. So this is definitely causing some division between the law enforcement communities whether whether you want to support Trump or whether you don't want to support Trump. So we're seeing some officers take some stance to really let their voices be heard. So, you know, uh, Keith, I think we're going to have to kind of wrap it up before L.A. comes on and, and hit the mute button and say, hey, you guys, time is up. But we have definitely no, – enjoyed...
5: <laughs> I,
8: I, I, You guys
7: have really been I, – I just – we we don't normally go this long. But I I have to say this. I have to say this in respect to Chief Virgil Green and Chief Keith Humphrey, that you guys uh, again are on the cutting edge of these type of conversations. The fact that that you have these positions and and hold these positions, and yet you come on this this th- these airwaves and do what you do, I, I I'm honest honestly. You have people in Philly like the brother to call and. And Louisiana, and some other places, and they have they have opinions um uh, uh most of the, with you guys and I know you guys don't care about that and being partisan, but th- that's where it is and and you guys tell the truth, so I just want to say thank you to that because at the end of the day, this is a really big climate. we all have to look ourselves in the mirror and understand who we are. And we, we we all have a job to do. And so I appreciate you guys. A lot of stuff that's coming in about, um, again, uh, white versus black. You Are you black enough? Are you blue enough? Getting that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And some silly stuff that came in, guys, I'm not even going to entertain you with. We could entertain off the air. Um, but mainly just positive. The fact that, that you two black brothers – or doing what you're doing And you have to do your job In the midst of this stuff um, Is well respected I'm getting a lot of, of people there But I do want to make sure that people know that um, That you guys Right Specifically Didn't come out and endorse Anybody The dude in the White House or Biden or whoever It's just a matter of conversation Um And that uh, also the, the the fact that, um, you know, you can look at it for what it is. And I think Chief Humphrey said it uh, perfectly um, that once you take the uniform off or once you're off duty, you go vote for who you want to vote for. Now, the guy who was in, I forget the city, the white guy who was in, in uniform, I think it was Florida, maybe. And yeah, he Miami. He went to Miami. That, that was... Um, you know, uh, not good, right? But what Chief Humphrey said, I think makes a lot of sense, is the fact that, you know, you don't got to like this dude, but at the end of the day, once you finish, once you punch that clock and you're done, you go vote for what you want to vote for, and that's what it is. So I just want to say thank you, and I know a lot of listeners are listening and saying, I just want to make sure they don't think that you guys are just falling in online on some kind of crap. You know, and thinking you know, yeah. people, people you know, people thinking that you voting one way or another, you are just kind of keeping it real because we getting, yeah. you know, Philly is not Philly is not the suburbs, guy. You know, Philly's real. You know, so you know, you get some Philly calls. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I just want to make sure that people understand that to the both of you, and I appreciate you both. I just wanted to let All you right, know that. Definitely. We
6: appreciate you. We appreciate yeah. you, bro. We really do.
8: Yeah, well, and, and that's why we've got this platform, uh, you know, Keith, you know, how we came up with this with this uh, show to put out, you know, called You and the Law, and that's to just have this honest conversation uh, between with ourselves and with with everybody who is tuned in and listening to to us on the Bachelor News Radio Network, because like you said, Keith, you know, we want to keep this honest and real as we can. You may not agree with everything that we say. That's not what this is about. This is about how we can bring informative uh, conversations with, with our listeners about topics that we come up with and we want to talk about. And, 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 and I think, you know, especially with uh, everything that's going on in across America with, uh, with you know, black men being killed, with, with uh, women being killed by police officers, every police officer does not agree with what is going on and did not agree with what took place with george floyd but we people need to hear those voices of those officers to speak out and not be silent and they need to hear voices of of people that are in positions such as police chiefs and such as sheriffs to really speak to the community and let them know how they feel because oftentimes When you're silent, you're almost just as complacent with what is going on, Keith. And so and I think that's what what keeps this show so real. And we, this show would not be going in the direction that it's going with being one of the number one shows on on this network because of the listeners. So the more you guys share with your uh, family and friends that, hey, tune in to You and the Law on Tuesdays afternoon at uh, at your local standard time, 7 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, six PM Central. We uh, we're just more than glad, and and this is fun. This is fun to me and Keith uh, to have this conversation with you.
6: Yeah, I I second I that, man.
8: Okay, all right. Well, hey, uh, LA, and to all of our listeners out there, we definitely thank you guys for for listening to you and along the Bachelor News Radio Network, and tune in next tune in because we're definitely going to have. Another good topic, because as you know, we're coming up on Election Day, so people get out and vote, and uh, definitely stay tuned to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
0: DermaRest, the psoriasis solution, asks...
4: What's Complete Freedom? For me, it's an open road with the top down. It's my bare arms getting warmed by the sun. It's my bare arms without a trace of psoriasis.
0: Complete Freedom, brought to you by the Complete Relief of DermaRest Psoriasis. Unlike brands which only relieve itching and inflammation, DermaRest Psoriasis also removes the embarrassing scales, allowing healthy skin to grow.
4: Healthy skin? That's complete freedom.
0: DermaRest the psoriasis solution